all, and welcome to Stories Are My Spirit Animal podcast. Stories is a new podcast featuring a diverse mix of tales, some scary, some funny, some tragic, but all entirely bingeable. New episodes bi-weekly. Today's story is called The Queen of Instagram. It is about a disillusioned girl who curses fate and wakes up one day to find millions of people following her on Instagram. The followers begin to lose their minds and fall in love with her. She believes her photos are psychically altering people's consciousness. A queen is born. She looks for a new stability, but finds she just falls deeper into a social media wonderland. The Queen of Instagram, Episode 3 of 3. Water. She needed more water. Enough to put out the fires of sabotage lit by the girl, the mademoiselle as pure as snow. The one who messaged her a month ago then went dark. Madeline was her name. She had been growing followers by the millions and was throwing constant shade on Emma's empire. For Emma had taken over Snapchat, and Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube and was set to launch a line of products that would change the world, would revolutionize fashion, how people took and shared pictures, and do it all in one go. But these successes were tempered by the pretty little upstart. Madeline's fans crashed her gala opening last week and reduced it to ruins. They also swarmed her makeup line, leaving bad reviews and hurting sales. Emma was sure this girl was thinking of new creative ways to destroy her. But Madeline was the only thing Emma could think about, minute to minute, and hour to hour, and everywhere in between. She consumed her consciousness more than a passionate lover. Emma couldn't help it and was constantly watching her stories and drinking in her pictures. She was perfect in everything. Her skin was flawless, her voice was silver, her love genuine. She wanted to save the planet, and all her products were to that end only. Her fans were roused to continuous calls to action, while Emma's seemed less responsive. It was frustrating. They never struck back. When a snake keeps biting at your ankles, you don't just let it. You kick it off and stamp on its head with beautiful gold gladiator sandals. It looked like Emma herself would have to do just that. She would have to take extreme measures to protect her regency. New York Fashion Week was looming, and Emma was afraid. Her runway show needed to be as smooth as silk. All the dukes and duchesses of fashion would be there, and she needed to tower over them all. But the rose thorn in her side, the Ipien de Rose, Madeline, would do all in her utmost to make sure it was the laughingstock of the world. She had made preparations, though, paid a lot of money to security firms and white hat hackers, to make sure the software was strong and the launch was secure. Peace of mind is the most expensive thing on earth, and she had never had it. Not really. The next couple months were crucial to get right before phase two of her plan, the plan that consisted of targeting world leaders to finally bring about the end of war and slaughter. For too long, war had its nails in humankind, but under Emma's guidance, the world would flourish in a new creative renaissance where every girl was a goddess of her own making, and every man a brilliant starburst. She would alter their psychologies, of course, make them more malleable. 
All she needed was to get them to come across her social media presence. Just one time, and the magic would happen. Her fate would do the rest. The day of her runway show was here. She had overseen as much as she could to make sure it was perfect. But the stress was threatening to overwhelm her. Josh had been MIA. Haley was texting her every minute for something. And Martin had been acting strange all week. Quick darting glances and surreptitious sneakaways to hidden areas beyond her sight. She was sure he was going to betray her. But then again, that was the price to being queen. It was frustrating that her influence didn't just hack into a physical hypnosis and organize the real world into what she needed. Just at least until the fashion show was over. That was all. The feature room was lit in luxurious light. Shadows pooled in all the right places and Emma and Martin prepared to take their seats near the runway. I have spent every last second of the last 30 minutes checking into what you asked. If she who must not be named has interfered, I can't see it, Martin said over the cacophony of the hundred other conversations. Nervous emotions bicycled around her, goading a reaction. But she had left high school behind ages ago. She was an adult now, and it was time for phase one. It was time to show everyone the future. It was time to show the people how beautiful a new dawn could really be. That's good, Martin. How do I look? She tilted her head imperiously and smiled. Like a goddess. Emma was concerned about him, but couldn't show it. She had of course put into effect some safeguards. She had slowly taken little pieces of his axis away so that he couldn't take little bites out of her. She hadn't involved him in security or the release plans, among other things. It was hard to look over the more technical side of stuff without a second eye, and she felt like she had no one she could trust, but it was worth it to batten down the hatches. She had made sure all the programmers and engineers were influenced fans before working on her project. That would at least protect the source, for Phase 1 was ambitious. She had designed a wearable touchscreen fabric that could be worn, at least for now, on a sunny day. And she had a new jewelry line that was diamond-encrusted, with tiny little selfie-snapping cameras. Her consumers and fans could take thousands of pictures all day without pulling out their phones. They could broadcast the images all over their blouses, sundresses, and cozy sweatshirts. They could broadcast her to every man, woman, and child on the earth. She would be in front of more faces than all the singers and movie stars put together. Emma was excited to see her models glide down the runway in front of her, hear the gasps of the spectators as they witnessed the future. The room hushed, and the lights dimmed. The show was about to start. Her show. The crackle of the speaker as it warmed up. The rapid heartbeat of the electronica music. All the people with their phones out capturing the moment. It was bliss to Emma and she soon found herself forgetting the alien subterfuge going on all around her. The glowing runway lights illuminated the track her models would soon fiercely walk down. Everything was cake. Everything was candy. The first model came down like a young tigress, sporting her camera-studded bangles and silver pendant necklace. Then the next one came down with his gold Celtic torque wrapped around his neck. Model after model sauntered down the catwalk, until the end her pièce de résistance, when the last five would come out on stage together to show off the wearable smartphone outfits. 
a marriage of fashion and technology. Emma's body buzzed and her face was hot. This was it. The quintuplet marched out together and froze on the runway. The model's eyes haunted in the dusk of their glares. But no one paid attention to their faces, for their blazers, hoodies, and dresses were alive with all the contents of the web. It was magical, like seeing the wonders of some other planet's aquarium. The clothes even felt bioluminescent. Camera flashes smote the area. Emma was on cloud 99. Then, the nightmare happened. The models all collapsed to the floor, spasmed for a few seconds, then lay still. Unconscious or dead, she did not know. Everyone screamed. The chaos was like nothing Emma had ever experienced. It was worse than that one time she'd fallen out of the treehouse when she was ten. One of the ladder steps spun around the nail, and she took forever to hit the ground. Two ribs broken and the sound of her mother screaming from inside the house. That was the most comparable thing to the present moment, but even that paled in comparison. Martin turned to whisper in her ear, I'm sorry, Emma, but I couldn't let you go through with your plan. What did you do? Martin turned his attention to the far door where there in a military-style coat and thick sunglasses was Madeline herself. She looked upon her victory and smiled. How vicious she was to go after her models. How unceremoniously vicious. Well, she could be vicious too. Mademoiselle Madeline would see her dark side. See it soon. She's mutilated me, Emma screamed to no one. She laid on her bed in her empty apartment hours later and wished the tears would just fall already. But they didn't. She would have to find another way to nurse the scorpion sting of defeat. She couldn't even go on social media without being ripped apart. Her launch had gone down in smoke and flames, and her models were in the hospital being treated for electric shock wounds. Madeline had somehow hacked into the hardware and delivered a dose of lightning to them that caused the muscle spasms and loss of consciousness. Emma couldn't have helped, for she was rushed out by her bodyguards and security detail almost immediately. The chaos was all-encompassing, but somehow the paparazzi swam through to find her. She tried to break away to get back to the stage and see how the models were doing, but they were already in ambulances blazing a path to Mount Sinai. Everyone blamed her for the faulty technology. It was absolute and unequivocal failure. Failure in chilly Manhattan. What a wicked witch Madeline was, standing there in Napoleon rags and a sly grin. She must have disappeared into the chaos that followed, gloating and planning her next move. Emma quick opened Twitter and Instagram to check what Madeline had to say about the Rune show and saw nothing. Nothing but her fans tearing Emma to pieces. And this was all helped along by that traitor Martin. She had raised him up from obscurity, raised him to the level of icon, and he betrayed her. It was her fault, though. She trusted somebody even a little. She wore a backless dress and laid bare the skin for which he could plunge the pretty knife in. Her fault indeed. Never again would she trust a single soul. But a creaking doubt invaded her mind. What had he meant when he said he couldn't let her go through with her plan? What did he know? What had Madeline told him? Emma screamed again in voluminous frustration. She needed vengeance, and she needed it now. And she knew just who to call. Emma scrolled down the familiar path to Haley's number and called it. Her friend answered almost immediately, 
but Emma didn't give her a chance to speak. I need your help, Haley. I need your help in destroying a teenage vampire. Haley and Emma talked all night. They went through all the plans, turned over every stone to find a way they could ruin Madeline. They found nothing that was optimal for maximum destruction. There was simply no good way without seeming like Emma was the jealous shadow behind it. Emma could not stop looking at social media. Her enemy's IG followers now broke 100 million, over 1% of the world's entire population. The evil number stared at her until a fresh anger roiled inside her. First, she's going to wipe me off the face of the internet, then it'll be the guillotine! Have you tried contacting her? Haley asked. Yes, I've tried. I've tried the day after her first DM. And nothing? Nothing. No response. And I didn't want to seem weak and desperate after that, so I didn't send another message. Maybe it's time, Haley said. Like, maybe send something that lets her know that you know her secret. Tell her you want to meet. That could work. That could work. And you know that Martin. He could probably get a message to her. He's probably lounging in her palace right now. Haley said in empathic irritation. She has a palace? Emma couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's all her new YouTube videos are about. She built a completely sustainable greenhouse palace filled with beautiful plants and just the cutest rescue dogs. Haley paused. There's something about her. Not helping, Haley. I'm really sorry, Emma, but I bought her new vegan makeup kit. I just had to. It looks so amazing. But I feel terrible, and I threw it in the trash as soon as it was delivered. I threw it in the trash. Please believe me. You have to believe me that I'd never use it. Haley's confession fell on deaf ears, for Emma had thought of a new way to take her down. She didn't need to know Madeline's secret, or what she'd told Martin. She could find that out after, amidst the falling ashes. For she would drop a bomb on her enemy. She would use the world leader she already had in her back pocket to condemn her. Maybe she could tell them to drum up a scandal that would pierce her perfect persona. Then, if that wasn't enough, she'd have the president and the attorney general and everyone else at her disposal send federal agents to her little palace and kick down the door. She'd have her arrested and thrown in a cell. Try posting to Instagram from prison? Emma laughed imperiously. Thanks, Haley, but I think I know what I'm going to do. Emma watched the fallout and smiled. In the beginning, the villain was always herself, her low self-esteem. Now it was just Madeline. The plan worked to perfection. News flooded the web of Little Miss Madeline's hypocrisy. How she treated the dogs when no one was looking. How she kicked them. The people were angry and shouting for justice. Emma felt satisfied. No one was going to take her throne, for she had work to do. She had peace to bring to the world. This was more important than her life, or her fans, or even her family. The new age would be one of love and laughter, and every day would be one day better. A continuously new present under the tree. A text vibrated her phone from Audrey, the psychic. It was dumb and cryptic. Beware the Ides of March, it said. She paid no attention. The psychic was a dreamer, and Emma was way too invested in watching the attack on Madeline's reputation. The storm on social media lasted for days before it blew over. Somehow Madeline had weathered it. She was on an apology tour of total transparency. 
inviting all sorts of famous people to her house to hang out and talk with her. To show the world that she was genuine and not at all the villain she was portrayed as by the powerful people. She was turning it. She was making a negative sign into a positive. Emma was sick with anxiety. She was losing her mind, racing around her apartment, checking her phone every 2.7 seconds. Why won't she just go away? A buzzing at her intercom snapped her out of her madness. She raced over to the display to look on the outside camera. Her brother Josh stood there in a humble blue dress shirt, waiting to be let in. She pressed the button and watched as he disappeared into her apartment lobby. Minutes later, there was a few knocks on her door. She swung it wide to see her brother holding a medium-sized brown box. This was left outside your door, he said as he came into her apartment. It's pretty heavy. What is it? Who is it from? Man, you look terrible. When's the last time you slept? He put the box down and turned to appraise her fully. But she had twisted past him and began fussing over the cardboard package. She slid her fingernail through the tape and lifted the flaps. Hey, what's going on? Josh asked as Emma's face turned dark with fear and anger. For inside the box was nothing but beach sand. Little seashells and other ocean floor grit gave it a rough appearance. With a trembling hand, she reached into the box and began feeling around. Her fingers found something solid buried deep in the sand. Something like a handle. She pulled it out and saw her own reflection staring back at her. It was a vintage-style vanity hand mirror, silver-plated with designs of mermaids and seashells engraved around the sides. She turned it over. A note was etched on the back in ornate cursive handwriting. It said... Your reign has ended. You will be loved by no one. The lack of sleep and pent-up anxiety gutted Emma in that moment, and she broke down and cried. Her tears splashed to the hardwood floors and stayed there, wet reminders. Her brother knelt down and hugged her tightly. She sobbed into his shoulder. It wasn't true. She'd always have people who loved her. Josh left sometime around 3 a.m., when he was sure that Emma was okay. She had told him how crazy her life was getting, how the stress was eating her alive. He had listened with his usual calmness and told her not to worry. She had told him the whole story, almost, for she'd left out the part of her telepathic connection to her Instagram followers. Her pride was just too great to tell anyone, her self-worth too wrapped up inside it. She was so caught up in her life that she forgot to tell her brother how proud she was, that he was running the company so perfectly. Oh well, she'd tell him next time. She had worn herself out with all the talking, but the animosity still lingered. The note was there to tear her apart and she would have none of it. She planned to go through with getting Madeline out of the picture tomorrow morning. Exhausted, she made ready for bed when she heard something clatter somewhere in the dark recesses of her apartment. She stopped dead outside her bedroom and her heart began racing, 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 bumping against the cradle. She moved with soft feet to the front hall and flipped on the light. Bravery started coursing through her veins, as well as royal anger. Is that you, Madeline? Creeping in the shadows? Then her heart stopped. The open package with the mirror she had set atop the sand was gone. She spun around as the lights went out. Someone came out of the darkness and hit her over the head hard. The last thing she remembered before passing out 
was the sound of glass breaking and a warm liquid running down her forehead. Emma woke with the stabbing light of a bright hot sun in her eyes. She blinked until she could see more clearly, then raised her head. She was bound hand and foot with rope and appeared to be on the deck of a luxurious yacht somewhere in the ocean. She winced as she tried to sit up. Her head was pounding. She moved her wrapped hands to her face and felt her cheek with the backside. Dried blood had made a trail down it. She winced as she pulled her arms back down. Her muscles were sore and her arms and legs patchworked with purple bruises. The panic was total and inescapable. It was even monstrous. Like it was just waiting there for her to regain consciousness, insidiously lurking in the tall grass ready to pounce. Emma's breathing went ragged and became more difficult. Her eyes burned in the salty air, but she flipped over onto her stomach and crawled to the edge of the deck. All there was on the horizon was a deep ocean blue, a serene sea, an aqueous desert. She craned her head back around to see impressive shaded glass doors and the shadows that moved behind them. The cabin doors slid open, and one of the shadows appeared in the flesh. It was Madeline in a luxurious black and gold bikini. The thin, delicate body chain glittered in the overhead sun. She was gorgeous and terrifying. Madeline walked with slow poise across the deck, while Emma tried her best to sit up and summon enough strength to speak. She would not beg. She would not show vulnerability. Madeline stood over her, blocking the afternoon sun and sighed. I told you your reign has ended. Her voice was silver water. Emma's voice was hoarse with hate. You kidnapped me. Yeah, and your point is? You kidnapped me just to destroy me. That's what all this is for? There can't be two queens, Madeline said. Emma was scared to the very deepest part of herself. Something in the back of her mind itched a warning. This girl was not normal. Beyond human, even. It was a foolish little thought, but it was ancient and primal. It was thought as instinct. Who said that? Emma's voice cracked. Excuse me? Who said that? Emma said with a little more confidence. You obviously have the same powers I do, but what does it matter if there are two queens in the world? You don't understand. I was the original queen, and then you appeared out of nowhere. I can't let you get in the way. Emma summoned the last ounce of regality and authority she had and let slip the words that just now came rushing into her head like a waterfall of hope. That's what they want you to think, that there's always another powerful person in your way, but it's not true. Seems like being tied up gave you a quick change of heart. Besides, I want to save the world. You want to control it. How did she know the thoughts that Emma had? Had she guessed them? Or did she have some flawless powers of clairvoyance to go with her flawless skin? I want to save it too. No, you will lead it to ruin, which means you must disappear. Emma's heart beat furiously in her aching chest. Let me go! I heard that if a woman dies and the whole world mourns her, then she becomes a goddess. The palpitations were ramping up now. Queen of hearts indeed. Let me go! Emma screamed again. No. Madeline snapped her fingers and three shirtless men came out of the cabin. They grabbed Emma's arms and legs and hauled her to the edge of the deck, 
She thrashed like a wild animal, snarling, biting, hoping for life. Put her down there. I want to say a few last words. Emma looked up through teary eyes at the girl who was truly going to end her reign. The men disappeared. Madeline bent down to whisper. There's a secret force in the heart of the universe, and we women found it. Found it because we went looking. It's traveled down through history, gifting itself on women who show a fire to change the world. How do you know all this? Because I stole the power from the last queen. The men reappeared with a small inflated lifeboat. They threw it down into the water and held it silently to the side. I am Cleopatra come again. I am Himiko and Nefertiti and Queen Isabella and Empress Wu Chen. I am all the queens who have ever lived. What are you doing? Emma saw a sparkle on the water and it reminded her of hope. Small and fleeting, but it was there. We are in the middle of the ocean. There isn't a single human for thousands of miles. The hope died. Madeline shoved her off the side of the yacht. She bounced in the raft as warm seawater splashed against her face. It doesn't have to be this way. You know it's true. We have a signal booster on the Mariana. She threw a phone down at her. Here's a cell phone with 1% battery left. You might have time for one last post or text. Either become a goddess or let your followers save you. Long live the queen, she said as she pushed Emma out to sea. Emma screamed until her voice wavered, then broke. The yacht was drifting away to the horizon, while she was drifting away to oblivion, to obscure death. This was not how it would end, but it was. There was no way around it. She looked down at the phone lying in the bottom of the life raft. Then a beautiful thought came to Emma. A fairy tale kind of thought. A thought that gives you wings to fly high over all the damage of the world. Emma smiled. She knew what her last Instagram post would be. I just want to say thank you to anyone listening. I hope you enjoyed it. This is a brand new podcast and I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review or tell your friends about it. The show was produced and written by me, James Anthony. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and have a legendary day.